Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. I have been awake since 4.20 a.m. Um, I worked out. You had to smoke. It's 4.20. 4.20. Yep. <laughs> Just set that alarm. You know me. <laughs> Waking up. Smoking pot. Um, but then I chased my uh, my workout with a Diet Dr. Pepper and a chocolate glazed donut. So things are going yeah, well. Yeah. So did you even work out? Probably no. Yeah. It, it honestly took me 45 minutes into the workout to even wake up. I was like, how how did I get here? What happened? Who am I? But I, I was, was being good. I had I made a pre-made a tofu scramble on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I've been eating it for breakfast because I really need to stop eating granola bars. Mm-hmm. It's a problem. Yeah. And what do you know? Come in. There's seven boxes of pastries yeah. in the kitchen, so I had to have a donut. All those dicks we work with bringing it's in donuts. Not my fault. <laughs> It's the world's fault. It's also, world's fault. kids are going back to school. They're in the way. They are in the way. Ugh. Traffic. Not, not a good time. Not a good time. But in other news, what are you fangirling over? Well, you did work out this morning. You're fangirling wanna... over me working out? No. Oh. It reminded me that I want to fangirl over Pilates in general, <laughs> as just, a whole. Just as like a medium? Like yeah, as a I've type been going, of exercise? I've been going over like once a week <laughs> to a Pilates reformer class uh-huh. for like... Two or three months now. Dr. I'm, Pilates? I'm different. I'm different now. Dr. Pilates? Dr. Pilates. Yeah. Dr. Pilates. Dr. Pilates. Yeah. yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. Do you feel taller? No. Oh. I love it because yoga is too slow for me. It's too slow. I just don't. It takes a lot of work for me yeah. to do yoga. And I like Pilates in general, but I like the machine because you get to lay down more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use my arms a lot more than I normally would. All right. Should I check it out? Yeah. It's fun. I've never done a reformer Yesterday class. we did a springboard. Ooh. Where you just like jump on this board and like lift your legs while you're laying down. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like cool exercise for kind of lazy people. Yeah. Great. And I would say the class is like a normal mixture of people, but the one I went to last week was just everyone was a model and Ugh. I wanted to die. Yeah. Not into that. Um, also, can you tell me about Never Been Kissed at the Cemetery? I mean, it was never been kissed at the cemetery. Actually, so it's weird. One, it's weird watching Never Been Kissed as an adult in 2019 because okay. you see the movie differently. Yes, Mr. Coulson, a creep, uh, kind yeah. of. Right, like sure. uh-huh. every there's a lot of throwaway lines too, like Rob talking about the teens and like. Yes. Everyone in the cemetery w- noticed. Like, mm-hmm. these c- were not throwaway lines. Yes. And something I thought was funny that everyone laughed at, but I had never really put it together, is when she, like, confesses, and yes. she's like, I'm 25 years old. Like, Mr. Coulson leaves. Like, he leaves like, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> not like, <laughs> not like I'm mad. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. Uh-huh. You just see it. You saw it in a different way, which I I guess I appreciate, but also was like, guys, I love this movie. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're like, don't ruin it. Yeah. Don't ruin it for me. I'm not going to lie. Teared up seeing Drew. I did, too. It was just a video. So Drew Barrymore you did a pre- I wasn't even there, and I filmed video about Never Been Kissed, and I was like, oh, this is too much. No, I saw the still on my phone because I couldn't go because... Eric was out of town. It was like a whole thing. But I literally sent me the still. I hadn't even watched the video, and my eyes started to well a little. And I was like, I know. oh, no. I was really glad she wasn't there because yeah. sometimes people show up to present the it. movies. Mm-hmm. And I would have lost my mind because she was so close yet so far. So far. Because I'm just in the grass somewhere. <laughs> in the um, dew. Ugh. 
I just want her to be my friend slash mentor. I don't know. Sure. Sure. There was a Drew Barrymore uh, quote in one of the movies we're going to talk about today. I don't know if you caught that. I uh, did. I did. I was like, yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, so really quickly, I'm fangirling over. I got a new, like a new face thing. So I have one good friend who is sort of like a, hmm, let's call it like a beauty counter influencer. Friend okay. of the podcast, Meredith. Um, and then I had another friend, sister, who sold beauty counter. You know how I always feel about like things that are sold direct, but you can just, like, buy online, I believe, too. Mm -hmm. I'm always a little suspect, but I've had a very good experience with Beauty Counter, and I got this thing. It's called, uh, it's like an overnight peel. I don't know. My friend Meredith told me about it. Very into it. Feel like it's working. Used it, like, two times. I don't know, like a bunch of acid. Like, good good for you acid. I don't know. Burns your skin off while you sleep. Burning my skin off while I sleep. That's nice. It's seeming, I I like it. It has a little tingle that I appreciate. Feels like Mm. it's working. Um, and I like the I like the smell. Mm, the smell like citrusy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, fruit acidy is mm-hmm. what it smells like. Um, but I'm also very into the fact that so I have one of those like spinning uh, little dollies on my counter that has all of oh, my yes. all my stuff, and filling out very into the pink stuff and the white stuff. Um, and so every morning she asks for the pink stuff and the white stuff. Pink stuff is sunscreen. So I'm like, hey, hey. Ha, tricking you. you <laughs> tricking you into tricked sunscreen. Tricked by a bright color. <laughs> yeah, totally. Same. She's 100% tricked by a bright color. But those, those people at Eminence, they know what they're doing. Tricking yeah. two-year-olds. Um, okay. We are in number two of our camp series. You had never seen... I. Either don't of these films. know what the hell happened. I have seen one of them, and then I saw the other, like, within the past year because it was on HBO. Okay. I felt bad. Both of these used to be on HBO. It's we like, had to rent one, we watch rent one illegally. We're committed. Yeah. I actually ended up just renting both of them because uh, it was just, I was there. We I were doing. In the iTunes. Heavyweights and Camp Nowhere. Only a year apart. 94, 95. Hot time for, like, 12-year-old movies. You know yeah. what I mean? You had, like, Rookie of the Year, like, Angels in the Outfield. Not that Mighty that's a, Ducks. Not that that's a teen movie, but, yeah, like, Mighty Ducks. Like, all, you know, just a lot of, like, little kid, little big league, speaking of. Um, <laughs> just, like, a lot of little kid, like, eye candy movies, basically. Mm-hmm. It was, and again, it's, this is and totally it was like, my age, right? Where they were like, oh, you kid over there, you might have some money. Let's make something for yes. you. So you give us that but money. They were all like, you can be wild. Totally. Free reign. Free reign. That's the goal of the movie. Yes. And, and kids it's doing like what they want. Being a little bad, but not too bad. You know what no. I mean? No one's ever too bad. You learn a lesson movies. on your own somehow. <laughs> That's you do. what the movie is. You do. So, shall we start with Camp Nowhere? Sure. It came out first. Okay. So that seems fair. Camp Nowhere, 1994. Um, I will I will just read this description because it's totally insane. Camp Nowhere's campers were originally going to Camp Microchippewa, Camp Slenderella, Clam- oh my god, Camp Steelgrave, and Camp Broadway before Dennis Van Welker, played by Christopher Lloyd, talks their parents into sending them to Binary Pines Computer Camp, Camp Sleekaway, Camp Alpha Charlie, and Shakespeare Hollow instead. Whoa. Failed to mention that the kids put him up to this. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's it's not, not just like a crazy man. No, Morris Mudd. Whose nickname is Mudd? I don't know. 
I kind of liked it. You did? I couldn't handle his haircut the entire it was like, movie. It was like a mullet, but not. It, it, I didn't know what was going on. It was like he was growing out his bangs. <laughs> so basically the look that he was going for. Yeah. But yes, so Mud fed up with the pressure from the his parents. The camp system. The camp system and the pressure from his parents concocts this scheme to rent out unused cabins and just basically have a little Lord of the Flies situation for the whole summer. Yeah. And it's like all the neighborhood kids, all the kids that he goes to school with, you know, there was just going to be the four of them. That was what was weird initially. Mm -hmm. Just four of you for the whole summer feels a little intense. And then someone tells someone, someone tells someone else, and then it's basically their whole grade appear to be like 20 kids. But it's not even a whole grade because the ages vary. I'm confused. In multiple descriptions, I have seen them described as 12-year-olds. They're not. Some of them are straight up 15, at least. At least. And then they're talking about dropping out. And I'm like, of what? Seventh grade? The oldest blonde girl and Andrew Keegan are like at least freshmen in high school. Uh, Seemingly, no. Okay, no. And then some of them are younger than 12. Are Are babies. Yeah. Yes. But so they all go to this camp which they deem camp nowhere. And, you know, they've all lied to their parents, basically. Some of them think that they're going, you know, to these other places. Christopher Lloyd really gives it his all in this role. And he plays all these different characters. And he's the whole reason they convince Christopher Lloyd to do this is because he's sort of a... He was um, like a quirky teacher that got fired. Exactly. And then he he owes a man money for a car for a gremlin for a gremlin a like chartreuse gremlin (laughs) and he owes this man so he needs the money they have all this money they say they'll give him a thousand dollars if he pretends to be this guy that gets all them permission to go to this camp and then he just basically lives in a cabin down by the lake while they're all the kids do whatever super soaking it up um just real quick I didn't understand the money in this movie. I didn't either. Computer camp costs $3,000. Is camp that expensive? This uh, is 1994. Uh, I, I, unclear. And then they had a ton of money to give to Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I mean, I guess each kid then has at least like $1,000, so they had like twenty grand for the summer. And then they spend it all on toys and like a TV. And I guess food. That was my que- that was my biggest question. Is how they ate. Is how they ate. Why was the grocery store not suspicious before the underage mm, beer situation? Question. Like you just have a bunch of youths like buying an inordinate amount of pop tarts. Like why? When I you did question like that? that at one point they were sick of pop tarts. Yeah, and so they made omelets. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. It was that like too. this whole thing of like we can only eat junk food for so long. Yeah. Um, I mean, a thing me. about the omelets though, everywhere on the internet when I searched this movie. They were talking about this popcorn omelet, which I didn't understand. So supposedly there's a scene where they put popcorn in an omelet and it like kind of bubbles. I don't know. It's in the trailer. Okay. Cut from the movie was never seen again. Oh and my God. people are very upset about it. <laughs> they want that popcorn yes, omelet. Yes, they want a popcorn omelet, which doesn't sound that bad. No. I would eat it. Sure. It's like, you know, you put butter in omelets, like put butter on popcorn. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's like some fun little things about this movie. Um, you have a Back to the Future reunion because you get Christopher Lloyd and Biff, mm-hmm. um, which 
doesn't have a real name. He does. But it's like Thomas Watkins or something like that. Don't know. He's Biff. Uh, Jessica Alba's film debut. Read that. Had to Google it. Did oh. not see her oh, in the see, movie. See, I noticed her from like like a weird side. I was like, oh wait, was that Jessica Alba? And then you don't. She doesn't have a line, but she kind of pops up every now and again. And then when I saw it. Um, in your outline. My favorite like, mm-hmm. surprise of this movie is the B-girl from Blind Melon's No Rain Died. is in this movie. She plays Eileen, who is like a smaller, younger character, but she has, at one point they do a play, and she has like this crazy southern accent. Yeah. They're, they're she doing, was a star in this movie. <laughs> they're doing Streetcar Named Desire in a class called Tennessee for Tots, and I was like, yes. <laughs> this, <laughs> this one line, this total throwaway line made the movie for me. Um, so about 15 minutes into the movie, I texted you. And first of all, I did back-to-back features with this, which me was too. a very a mistake. mistake. But I texted you 15 minutes in and I was like, I'm bored. I don't know what's happening. There was like a lot of setup. And then the last 45 minutes of the movie, I was very into. Like, And you just said it. It's like, is this movie a camp movie or like a, like a caper? Yeah, it's like a con. The whole the long thing is con. a con. It's a very long con. Um, the girl, Trish, so she's played by Marnette Patterson. I, it was driving me insane the whole movie. I was like, how do I know this girl? How do I know this girl? She's like the cute, popular girl, and she and Andrew Keegan are having a thing. It's mm-hmm. like super 90s. And I looked it up, and she was on the show that I remember called Something So Right, and it was wedged between Mad About You and Frasier. They were like really trying to make wow. this show work. It got canceled after one season on NBC and then picked up as a mid-season by ABC later on. And so I think it was still on for- didn't make it. It was on for, like, three seasons, but it was kind of a modern-day Brady Bunch. Um, She was also an American sniper. Okay. I think she's his first wife. What a great career. I was like, wow, Marnette. All all of the things. Um, And then we get the quiet nun from Sister Act. Which drove me crazy. I couldn't think of who that was. Didn't search it. She plays the doctor. told me. She plays the doctor. That's another thing. Like, child literally comes to you with a fireworks burn. A fireworks burn, it's incredible that's the worst that happened. Totally. Camp of kids running around. Running around. 12-year-olds. Yeah. Doing very dangerous things. Super dangerous. Just one burn. No broken bones. But, like, no ID, no, like, show me. Insurance. Insurance. No social security number situation. It's a small town. Nobody cares. But, like, also, doesn't Christopher Lloyd seem, like, too old to be his dad? Yeah. There was something I was like, this feel, how old is he supposed to be? (laughs) Like, I was questioning a lot of things. And finally, well, two more things. Andrew Keegan's movie debut. He'd done a couple of things before, Mm -hmm. but this is, like, the movie. And then there's a girl in this movie. She's good friends with Trish. But they have a, there's a scene where she and Andrew Keegan are, like, you know, just hanging out. And she's homesick after, you know, they've been there for, like, six weeks. She's feeling homesick. He has, like, a sweet moment with her. That's Alice and Mac, and Alice and Mac, you may recognize the name because she's the one that's all, like, embroiled in this sex slave scandal, Mm -hmm. the girl from Smallville. And I was like, oh, it all started at at Camp Nowhere. Um, But, yeah, I have several questions about this movie. number one complaint, so all the kids are getting sent to different camps. Mm -hmm. There's a girl that's getting sent to fat camp who is... Very thin. Very thin. It's problematic. That's my... It's so bad. 
biggest question. And, like, you can tell they're trying to make her look fatter by just, like, putting her in bigger clothes. She's a tiny human. And I had a huge problem with that the whole time. I was just, like... And everyone sort of talks around her like she's fat. And yes. I'm like, what is going on? This like, had to be damaging. So as a damaging. Child. There's not a world where this girl is even like chubby. Like not not an ounce of fat on this girl. And I was just like, this is this does not hold up. This is no. This is real wrong. This is a problem. Okay. Number one question for me. Are there actually people that come to your house to sell you on a camp? Because that comes up. In both movies. And I was confused. I mean, it didn't happen to me. No one came Maybe to my house. Maybe it was a 90s thing. I, I don't know. No one came to my house to sell me on a camp. Um, I was also very unclear as to the sleeping arrangements of the camp. It seemed Good like question. they only had two cabins. Right? <laughs> they probably slept on the floor. For months? I'm sure they were fine with it. I guess. Okay, we addressed that we think they're supposed to be 12. I then had a question about, isn't it illegal to drop out of school, like, before mm. a certain age? I don't know. I think in some states you have to you have to be at least 16, so they're nowhere close to that. How does Andrew Keegan know how to, like, rebuild a car? <laughs> how did he paint it? Like, I there know, were a lot of questions. his dad seems like he doesn't know how to do those things. Well, his dad He seemed... just wants to ship him to military school. Yeah. And then how does he paint it blue? A lot of things that just sort of, like, get shoved under the rug. My biggest question, though, how many times do you think Jonathan Jackson and Joshua Jackson got mixed up mm. in cute kid castings? A lot. A lot. A lot. Um, and then Jonathan Jackson popping up in Nashville. In Nashville. He plays Avery. He marries Hayden Panettiere's character. <laughs> when I, Because I had, no, again, never seen this movie. I had no idea what was going on. So I'm, like, Googling people. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if Natalie freaked out when she realized that, that this is the guy in yeah. Nashville. Overall, I think this movie is, like, um, well, I want to say it's cool, but I think it's trying to be cool. Yes. Like, right off the bat, this movie's got crazy guitar and, like, swirly letters, and mm-hmm. it's, like, in your face. Yeah. And I think they're, like, kids, free for all. Like, you can do whatever you want because you're a cool kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I kind of liked it, but... I like, like I said, I like the end when they have to convince their parents. They have to all work together towards a common goal to convince their parents that they all went to the camps that they said they were actually going to. I thought it was pretty smart how they told them one time and then it was actually later. So they just mm-hmm. caught the end of everything. Like there was a lot of thought put into it. Yeah. Um, and they like actually did camp activities kind of. Mm-hmm. Like they did some swimming. Yeah. Flashlight tag looks super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also got, like, an entire semi-truck of toys delivered to them. And, like, a giant television. Yeah. It is a kid, 90s kid fantasy, for sure. 100%. It's yeah. like the, the Toys R Us, like, if you win and you got to, like, run through the aisles. <laughs> like, that's the this stress movie. of that. I can't imagine. <laughs> but that's basically Yeah, that's basically this what movie. this is. Yeah. Um, going back real quick, a couple of things. You forgot to mention that uh, Kate Mulgrew is in this movie. She's red and oh. orange is a new black. Yeah. Also, I, I wrote down a line, tons of girls start out lumpy, is what Mud said to the, quote, fat that girl. Yeah. What? Lumpy. Lumpy. And again, watch the movie. She is very thin. It's terrible. It's ter- It's terrible. It's really terrible. She's a super adorable little girl, too. 
Yeah, terrible. Okay. Okay, a year later, we had heavyweights. 1995. This is an IMDb description. Very good. Plump kids are lured into joining a posh fat camp with the promise of quick weight loss and good times, only to find that the facility is a woodland hellhole run by a psycho ex-fitness instructor. Woodland hellhole. I like that a lot. Yeah. I also like the word plump. I don't feel like we use it enough. We don't. Um, so basically, heavyweights, which I did not know, is Mighty Ducks 4 in a lot of ways. Yes, I guess you could say that. It's literally like someone said. It's like two and a half. Let's take the, the chubby kids from Mighty Ducks and let's put them in another movie and see how it goes. Yeah. So this is a Judd Apatow movie. Crazy. That seems crazy. Co-produced, co-written by him, only 26 years old at the time. Um, he had been working on the Ben Stiller show. Obviously, that's how Ben Stiller got attached. Yeah. Blows my mind that this is a Disney movie. Not that it's like that inappropriate, but it doesn't feel like a Disney movie at all. It really doesn't. There's not. I think the reason it doesn't feel like a Disney movie is because there's not as much heart, and it really takes like a Lord you of the think Flies. It would have the heart though. Yeah, it really takes a Lord of the Flies turn for a while that I was like not prepared for. It kind of recovers, but it was like, oh, this is cute. This is cute. This is cute. Whoa, they've kidnapped him and they're like holding him in a pen. And then we kind of loop around to it being better. But it's like you almost have to. He's a evil. psycho. Um, yeah. So the idea of Heavyweights was a prison break movie set at a fat camp. <laughs> yes. So that mm-hmm. kind of sums up your Lord of the Flies situation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Judd Apatow's in this, but are attached to this, but Paul Feig stars in this because of Judd Apatow, which we all know leads up to a Freaks and Geeks creation. Don't you kind of feel, though, like in all of the lore around Freaks and Geeks, like it it feels like they were kind of just – getting to know like it but and, they've known each other since the 80s that's my thing it's like they've already worked together but you kind of get this sense with freaks and geeks that this is like their thing like their first thing together and yeah like, you kind of do Paul Feig brought that to Judd Apatow and Judd was like this is amazing who are you blah and I'm like no they did heavyweights four years before this like yeah Paul Feig in a crop top what when did men start Cal- wearing crop tops a Carolina Panthers crop top like I was like what <laughs> where did he get this sport jersey and is that it's the length of it it was amazing but really though when did guys decide no we don't want to wear crop tops anymore because it was like such a thing i don't know i think it's like probably right now right then (laughs) i feel like paul feig might have killed it it back it's cool um really quickly before i feel i feel like i didn't do it justice uh thomas f wilson is biff I just yes. had to bring it up. Okay. That's okay. A, I said Watkins. I knew that was wrong. I had to look it up. Right. Um, okay. But time back into heavyweights. Time back in. Ben Stiller, very funny in this movie, but very Ben Stiller. This is essentially dodgeball. Dodgeball. I thought he was going to run in doing his little, like, dance. Yes. When he runs in to get and introduced. I don't, I don't mean this as an insult because I do love Ben Stiller and I love Mike Myers, mm-hmm. but they kind of do the same things where they only have about like five or six characters yeah. and they like bring them back because uh-huh. even at the end of Heavyweights, Ben Stiller does his like manager guy. Yes. And like we've seen that many times. Yeah. It's not that I don't love it. It's right. just like, wow. Okay. I I know I see this now. I, see I this know now. where this is coming from. Yes. It's I, I just was like, one, maybe 
like the most attracted I've ever been to Ben Stiller. Very I was like, fit. Is he? I, uh, he's like hot also in super movie? fit in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yes, he is. But I was I was not prepared for that. And then you know we get the lovely bonus of his parents. Yes, I always love always love uh, Jerry Stiller and Anne just popping up. They're in it for two minutes. I yeah. was expecting them to be in it for much more than that. And then no. I expected them to help, like, even though I've seen it, but they should come help save the day. Right. Because the they're very passionate about the camp. Yes. It was their camp for 32 years, and they're painting murals of them. I know. I fully anticipated that they were going to come back at the end, and they don't. Also love at the end where they're just like, can some adult watch these children? And all the parents are like, yeah, okay. Like, after seeing this horrible movie, they le- they leave their kids there Yeah, for another two weeks, presumably. Okay. So sure. when the camp is owned by the couple, they're expected to have this great time, mm-hmm. like, maybe lose some weight, but also do normal camp activities. There's go-karts, which is, like, a very main focus of this movie. It felt as if it were it were just a safe place yeah. for you. It's as like sort a haven. A, yeah, chubby kid. And then... Ben Stiller and, like, this German guy take over, and it's Lars. basically a crazy gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. much it. That's the whole movie. Yeah, Tony Perkis. Tony Perkis. <laughs> <laughs> really great name. And, and the kids have hidden candy all in their cabin. And meat. And meat, which mm-hmm. would not hold up. A lot of hard salami. Um, it gets, obviously, Tony Perkis finds it. Mm-hmm. But how would you do that? Would you bring candy yeah. I think I would have been too scared if it was, like, contraband. Oh. I don't know. I just felt as if that were you and me, just being like, here's all of our shit that we brought for the summer. Like, let me dump this into a vat with everyone else's stuff they brought for the summer, and we'll just slowly pick at it. Yeah. This should get us through eight weeks, right? <laughs> this, like, huge drum yeah. of But of that stuff. makes me wonder, when the camp was owned by... The couple, were they not getting any treats? Because it was like a safe place. I feel like you'd get a good treat once in a while. Maybe. Like an like a soft serve? But they brought so much candy that I maybe they didn't. I have more questions about the camp itself. Yes. Which I, I was not given. I have a lot of questions about the blob. Um, I was really into the blob. The, gi- the giant inflatable thing you just jump on? Yeah. So a lot of the crew got drunk and jumped on that one night, and there were some injuries. <laughs> there were. There were some Injuries. Some broken arms. Um, like you said, you believe this movie takes a dark turn. I do. I feel like it's necessary. Yeah, so... It's basically what keeps me interested in the movie. I I don't dislike heavyweights. I like heavyweights, uh-huh. but it's missing something. Like, it needs more heart or something. Yeah. And at least it takes this dark turn to make me more interested. Right. I do appreciate this scene. So, they... The kids do not hit their weight loss goal because they've been cheating all summer. Tony Perk is very upset about it. He says all kids that haven't hit their weight loss goal have to go on a 20-mile hike. Feels very aggressive. Yeah. They go on said hike. He's, like, insane. He's doing all this, like, Tai Chi. They basically kidnap him and then take over the camp. And in a very great scene, they have... What can only be described as like a binge party. Like they ordered. Been there. Oh, been there. They've ordered all the junk food, all the pizza, all the chicken. And I was like, can I get fried chicken delivered? Is that still a thing? Um, but they just gorge themselves and it, it's too much, basically. Yeah. Also been there. Um, but that's kind of like 
the turning point, but also the most Lord of the Flies yeah. thing. I've there seen. is a crazy dance scene. Like, it's just an awkward dance with a girl's cabin. Mm-hmm. But everyone looks nuts. Like, there's a kid <laughs> who was wearing a Lay Miz t-shirt <laughs> with and the beret. beret. Yeah. And then the main character <laughs> is wearing, like, kid. the longest multicolored shorts with a blazer. Yeah. I don't know. I really like it. Also, we're not talking about how Keenan always a delight. Always a delight. Always. Was a delight from the beginning. Yeah. Because, what, he was probably in all that at this point, or it was just starting, 95? Yeah, probably around there. I mean, he's in Mighty Ducks. Like, delight. he's a delight. Like, you can see, even then, you're like, oh, yeah, you're going to keep this going. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, it makes sense that you you're on that SNL. star quality. You do, because he just, he shows up. I always, though, I forget, <laughs> the kid who plays Josh, Sean Weiss, got arrested. He was, like, like a crackhead. There's oh, some my God. Very aggressive um, mugshot photos on the internet if you're interested. Um, but my first question in watching this movie was, where's Danny Tamborelli? Because he seems perfect for he it. He seems perfect for right. it. Very I, young, though. Yes, but like, was uh, in Mighty Ducks. It like, worked. Whatever. And so I Googled it and I found an AMA from 2012 and someone asked him specifically, why were you not wow. in heavyweights? And he said, I tested for heavyweights and wasn't fat enough. He said if they did a reboot now, though, I'd be fine. <laughs> um, but I was like, what? But then again, think about Danny Tamberley not being fat enough for heavyweights, but tiny Magoo girl yeah. having to go to fat camp in the other movie. Because she's like a size zero. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I feel I feel weird talking about just these children's weight in general. Completely. <laughs> That's why I think I also was like, I don't. I felt weird about, and I was also a kid who was, like, not tiny, and so I think the notion of fat camp, because this was a time when, like, camp got really niche. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I went to Norwegian camp. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, I probably felt like, ugh, should I go to fat camp? Like, but now I feel weird. Why am I thinking about this at 12? Like, it was like a whole weird time. And then let's make a Disney movie about it. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Mm, I feel weird now. I feel weird. (laughs) A lot of similarities. In these movies. Both a year apart. Both very 90s, though. So 90s. 90s. Just from the music to the clothes to the look. Just like the the, style of everything. And the sort of throwaway throwaway inappropriate lines where it's like we're still, we've made progress, but not enough. Like there's always a thing where you're like, ugh. Never been kissed. Exactly. (laughs) Uh Um, Both have fat camp. Fat camp. Both. Mm -hmm. Have freaks and geeks connections. Wow, of course they do. Because mm-hmm. we get Paul Feig and Judd Apatow in one. Yep. We get Biff in the other. We get Biff who's in the, the other. coach and freaks yeah. and geeks. Thomas F. Wilson. You're welcome. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> saying his name. Now I know. Never forget. Never forget Biff. There's also an actor who's in both of these movies. Mm-hmm. He plays the clerk at Howie's. The one who, like, cards Andrew Keegan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he plays Dawson in Heavyweights. So Dawson in Heavyweights is the kid who's the runner. Like, he used to be a, a camper, and then he goes to work for Tony Perkis, but then he's the one that's, like, putting junk food in the tree for them for Do money. Do you think if you get cast for both these movies, are you like, I guess I'm only in camp movies? He was also in Beethoven, though, so don't worry about it. Oh, okay. He's fine. <laughs> he was bully number one. Bully number one! <laughs> he looks like bully number one. Like, okay. you, you see him. I mean, that's a compliment. You look sure. like a bully, but the lead bully. <laughs> You're going places, kid. Yeah. I want um, that. 
I I put this that they the, both the campers they have to work together for a common goal. Mm. Um, teamwork. Teamwork. You sort of have like adults as the enemies. Yeah. Um, although like the parents loosely enemies. The parents don't care in both of these movies. They <laughs> no. just like go to camp. Get out. Don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't write me. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you. No. Trisha's parents straight up like her dad doesn't even know which child she is. Yeah. He's like, who? They want to go to Europe. <laughs> want to go to Europe. And then you also have child stars that go on to do bigger things. And Jonathan Jackson and Keenan Thompson. <laughs> End of list. That's no. it. Andrew Keegan. I mean, he started a religion. It's fine. Um, but there are some differences as well. Heavyweight's much more a camp yeah. movie. A legitimate camp. Yes. Camp Nowhere, party. It's just, yeah. Unstructured fun. Yes. <laughs> Which... I guess seems more fun, but I I would not survive Camp Nowhere. I need some structure. I need some structure. I need I need like three meals a day. I love me some junk food, but I just don't. I would. Need I also some need food like yes, Christopher Lloyd is nearby, but I need to know someone's there at like three a.m. Yeah. in a cabin, like in case you need a tums or something. No, just because it's scary. Yeah, I mean it's a little unclear how far away they are from home. Yes, like. How did they get there? They were like, we need a bus. And I'm like, who's driving this bus? Like, a lot of. Yeah. It's a miracle Christopher Lloyd wasn't arrested. Very, very much so a miracle. Um, also, the Camp Nowhere, maybe one of the first in the camp movies, doesn't really have, like, a competition. Like, there's always, like, oh, that's the fair. talent show mm-hmm. or a race or whatever that's kind of, like, the thing at the end of Their camp Their thing movies. is just, like, to prove to the parents they're at camp. Yeah. It's, like, this heist, basically. Um, so, on your canoe scale, uh, what would you give Camp Nowhere? It's funny because I was thinking about this, and I'm not sure. It's very hard mm-hmm. because although Heavyweights is at a legitimate camp— it's more about, like, defeating Tony Perkis yeah. than it is any kind of camp event totally. and up until, like, that, like, triathlon uh-huh. thing. I think I would give both three and a half canoes. <laughs> I, okay, so I think I give – I think I give both of them three canoes. Wow. Because – but, again, it could be part of the double feature nature where I just was camped out. Um, what do you think is the better movie? Mm. I want see my gut says heavyweights because there are better people in it. Yeah, but I actually think Camp Nowhere is a better story. There's a lot of there's a lot going on in the Camp Nowhere story. Yeah. For However, sure. I think if you didn't know Ben Stiller's other movies, you would pick heavyweights. But knowing Zoolander and Dodgeball, you're like, well, those are more enjoyable this for me. Like so I don't thing. think I would pick heavyweights. Yeah, I I think it was blinded a little bit by the, like, Mighty Ducks connection. Like, it felt sort of... Yeah, it feels like you have to love that movie more. Of the same. Yeah, and I watched it first, and then I watched Cam Nowhere, and like I said, I was bored for the first, like, <laughs> 15 to 20 minutes, and I didn't really understand what was going on. I felt like there was almost too much going on in Camp Nowhere mm-hmm. was my thing, where it was like, just... You know, there's four camps they're trying to go to. He's trying to pay off this car. There's that. Like, it was just, like, a lot shoved into yes. 90 minutes. Um, that Heavyweights, for me, was the better movie. Yeah. I think they're on an equal playing field. I think you have to watch You have to watch them back-to-back and be slightly bored. Yeah. 
and you gotta appreciate them the same. A decent amount of IMDb googling, yeah. like, because there's a lot of faces in there. You're like, I know that face. I know that mm-hmm. face. This person's been in this thing. Like, but like you just are kind of going through, and um, it it uh, it was a time. I I enjoyed it. I'm very confused as to why I'd never seen either one of these movies before. I am a hundred percent confident Heavyweights has to be someone's like favorite movie. Oh yeah. I, as I was watching that I was thinking yeah. this is so many people's favorite movie. Yeah. And again, Aaron Schwartz, the kid who plays Jerry, very attractive now. Mm. Okay. <laughs> just okay. just as a reminder, it came up when we talked about Mighty Ducks. Look him up. Um, all right, that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. We've got one more in our series mm-hmm. that we're doing. We're going to do TV movies that we've never seen. It'll be. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm pretty it. excited about it, too. Although last night I asked you if we should do Camp Rock 1 versus Camp Rock 2, and you were like, I can just tell you right now it's Camp Rock 1. Yeah. Camp Rock 1's I'll better. tell you right now. I've seen Camp Rock 1, and it was I good. also have seen Camp Rock. I um, went to the fitness center of my building at the time and walked on a treadmill so I could watch it because <laughs> I didn't have Disney Channel. <laughs> so you had to, like, watch the commercials? I watched it the day it came out. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was the height of Jonas Brothers. I remember. I remember. Okay. Tell us if you love heavyweights. Tell us if you love Camp Nowhere. Tell us if you understand Mud's haircut in Camp Nowhere because mm-hmm. I do not. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Send us an email, hellofangirls at gmail.com, or find us on social. So until next week, bye. bye.